Now we're getting to the bottom of everything. It's time for Mother Angelica. I mean, that's awesome. Answering the call. Answering the call. This world is no place for Catholic chickens. Answering the call. You call that a failure? I call it a great success. Here's Father Joseph and Doug Keck. And welcome. It's EWTN's chaplain, Father Joseph Mary Wolf, and me, I'm Doug Keck, together again for another episode of Mother Angelica Answering the Call, the weekly program that features our founders at our spiritual best in responding to the calls of concern from viewers to our classic live shows over the years in the 80s and the 90s. And we're old enough to remember those shows, aren't we, Father? <laughs> we are. We've been around a while. Absolutely. You know, recently we had the Adoration Sodality uh, Retreat Day, and a Father Hollowell gave the retreat. He was wonderful. And he was actually healed of a brain tumor at Lourdes. He had previously gone through surgery and other things. But I liked a point that he made. He said that the, let's see the Eucharist as a North Star. So all the other stars, they circle, you know, around. And, but the sailors would always look at the North Star because that one never moved. And so that's what we're trying to do. Point people to the faith. Point them to the Eucharist. That's what this network is about to keep your eyes fixed on that North Star of our Lord and the Blessed Sacrament. Absolutely. And we've got some topics on our program. First up, bringing the faith back into the world. Then we've got why go to confession before receiving confirmation, choosing your own religion. And first up, we can't judge ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes we either don't judge ourselves at all or we judge ourselves quite nicely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so when Mother brings up the point, Teresa of Avila talks about the seven mansions of how you advance <laughs> in the spiritual right, life. and right. We all tend to put ourselves somewhere, <laughs> but we're often very inaccurate you know, in that. So we really can't judge that, and we shouldn't really concern ourselves with that. But I thought of a quote of St. Augustine in his Confessions, where this lady's saying, you know, I want to love God. I just want to burn with love for him. And Mother said, you've already received, you know, that gift. But just let me read this quote of Augustine. You breathed your fragrance on me, and now I pant for you. I have tasted you, now I hunger and thirst for more. You touched me, and I burn for your peace. I think that's what this lady was experiencing. Right, absolutely. And Mother points out that, like you said, she's already be mm -hmm. having that experience. And sometimes people are looking for something more mm -hmm. uh, rather than taking in what they have. And they, like you said, sometimes people put themselves in a particular room in a castle and Mother might think they're <laughs> still in the moat. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that longing, that thirsting, that's evidence that that's what you want. You want to love God with your whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. Mother's saying, don't look at the emotional, right? You know, but look at what's going on, and even you're just thirsting and longing to do that. Absolutely. So we can't judge ourselves. And now we have a call. Hello? Good evening, Mother. Good evening. Where are you from? I'm calling from Michigan. Great. And um, God bless you. What is your question? Well, uh, a little quick statement about me. Um, my prayer life is very abundant and rich, and I've seen many blessings come from it. And I know very that God loves me, and I know that I love God. But the one petition, when I get around to me, that I always ask for through Our Lady is to fall in love with God, yeah. uh, to be consumed by His love. Yeah. And it's, I've been on it this 
plateau for many, many years. You've been and asking him that for many years? Yes. Hmm. And, um, well, I don't know what he called me. <laughs> Maybe I'm impatient. Uh, I'm about three, I would say. And uh, it, it just, it finally came to me, you know, that, that I've, just, I've reached, um, I don't know how to go, go farther and perhaps God's testing my patience and my love, but I, I just want to be burned. How, 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 do you, how do you expect God to answer you? I mean, there's <laughs> something you're waiting for, it's not happening, right? Maybe it is, and I don't recognize it. That's but what, what do you think ought to happen for, for this well, month? I, I, by your, by their, your fruit, you know, by their fruits you shall know them. And I don't see myself distributing very much good fruit. Um, not as much as I would like to do. Um, yeah, I, I would, and, um, and some help with my faults. And, and um, it's just that I, I see the difference of people that are in love with God. I can see how do, they... Do you, maybe you see emotionalism, do you? No, I'm looking at you, and I know that's not emotionalism. <laughs> 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 so I, no, I'm, I'm looking at you and the Blessed Brothers and the sisters there and, and people that I've known in my life that are absolutely consumed with God. If I had my way, I'd spend eight or nine hours just reading scriptures and praying. But, but you see, you already have what you're praying for. Did you know that? No. <laughs> yeah, it, you it do. It means I'd be a better person. Maybe that's well, what I'm... You see, you're, you're being humble by saying you're full of faults and weaknesses. It takes a lot of grace to do that. To say that I am not worthy of God, that I have so many faults and weaknesses, is the beginning of what you're looking for. I have to have that total emptiness of self in order for God to fill me. And, and that's the beginning of the very thing you want. And, and love that radiates comes from the will. See, a, a total dedication to God. And you have that. You have that. I mean, you, you, your one desire is to love Him more. Your one desire is to, to be absorbed in God. Your one desire is to be able to pray more. That's all I got. What about you, brothers? That's all you got? Huh? You got that? You all got that? All these people have that. You're all there. There's sisters here, over there, all these men and women. They all have that one desire to, to know, to love, and to serve God. That desire is what our Lord spoke of in the, the, the woman at the well, is thirst. The person who thirsts for God is already on the way. Of contemplation, because what absorbs your mind that you want to know him more? What absorbs your heart that you want to love him more? Some people never think of God. That that gets far, far, far from their mind, from their heart, from anything. So you 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 can't judge your own prayer life. You know, there's these seven mansions, uh, interior castles, so call, uh, Teresa called it. And, and, and I never saw anybody read that. They don't put themselves in one of the castles, see? And some woman said to me one day, I'm in the sixth mansion. I said, I'm glad to know. I thought you were in the moat. 
That didn't go well. Oh, she was, and I thought, well, I know you're a demote now because you don't have any humility. So you see, we, we can't judge ourselves. And next up, choosing your own religion. Hmm. Uh, how does that work? Yeah, and so people today say, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. And Mother gives some really good, clear teaching on this that we're just choosing what's comfortable for us. And what's most important, really, is for us to do God's will, to follow the plan that he has laid out for us. Right, and I think one of the things Mother points out, besides you know the idea, as we would believe that the church is, this is Jesus Christ's church, mm-hmm. uh, the one he founded, but she also talks about the idea that so many people are chasing after the appeal of the senses, right? Yeah. You know, that makes me feel good or I feel satisfied, and that's mm-hmm. not what it's about. No, and our religion is a revealed religion. God has revealed himself, and so it's for us to learn his revelation. And I couldn't help but think of St. Justin. So he's this philosopher. He's thinking about all of these things seriously and deeply. But it wasn't until he meets this old man who was a Christian who said, you must ask for light from on high, and he will give it to you. And it's when he did that that indeed he received that light and changed the whole direction. He eventually was martyred for the faith because of his love for Christ. And that's what Mother says here, too, to ask for that light. Right. And then she says with uh, that kind of sensuality uh, with people chasing after that, she says, uh, if that was the way it should be, then Mm -hmm. why don't we just eat sugar all day because it tastes great? (laughs) Right. So that's not the way just to follow our own impulses or whims of the moment but to really seek what has God revealed and how can I be faithful to what he has revealed and follow in his way. It's not about, you know, doing what is comfortable for me, but following him. And trusting in the truth. Mother Angelica, choosing your own religion. Well, I got a call. Hello. Hello, Mother Angelica. Yeah, where are you from? Florida. Well, good. What's your question? Um, Mother Angelica. I have a friend who who was born, raised a Catholic. Yeah. But he left the church on a kind of spiritual quest. Mm-hmm. He studied the different religions, and he came back to the church a few months ago. But now he he thinks he he's a fraud. He some of the things you talk about, like your liberal brothers. Um, He's been talking about to me, and I told him I saw a Catholic theologian on TV saying the same thing about original sin, um, and if he leaves the church, he'll never get the chance to change or to, to, to find out what he really believes. And I just thought maybe you could say a couple words, because he believes, like, and I, I know you hate this, about the symbolic, uh, he's an intellectual, and he's, like the original sin is the human being, but the spirit being born into human, and that's what it means. He has different ideas. Well, you really can't be a Catholic Catholic with all these different ideas, you see. The Catholic Church is the church that Jesus gave us. 
when he appointed these 12 apostles. And the truth is there. He's looking at all the religions and he's trying to choose one that fits his lifestyle. The way he wants to live. But he really can't, you know. Ask him to pray for the truth. If we live our, our lives by half-truths, you'll end up with no truth. You'll end up with ideas that fit your lifestyle. You can do what you want, when you want, and how you can. We can't even do that with secular laws. You can decide, I don't like red, so I'm going through with that light. <laughs> Try it. But to see the danger is you may kill yourself with somebody else. You, you, you can't have that sense of irresponsibility. And you have to look for truth. And when you find a church that has many truths, they're half truth or no truth. Especially the church or the truth or whatever that appeals to your senses. See, that, that's not a truth. That's not even spiritual. Anything that appeals to my sense of taste, my hearing, my intellect, my, my, my hands, my feelings, my taste, everything, eyes. If I, can, if I go and, and make them enjoy all my senses, everything I want them to, I become like an animal. See, you can't. You have to obey the law of God. Why? Because it's good for you. Builds you up. Why don't you just eat sugar all day? You know what's going to happen to you? You can't just eat meat only or vegetables only. You say, well, vegetarians eat vegetables only, but they always look pale. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of letters from vegetarians now. <laughs> but see, if I abuse my body, my body was made by God for protein, starch, and sugar. A little bit of sugar. And meat, protein. Fat. And you have to have some fat. If you don't eat any fat, you get a gallbladder problem. <laughs> See, if you eat too much sugar, your pancreas goes to pot. So every organ was designed by God for those three kinds of... Just don't pile it on, that's all. Then you look right. See, we just can't make our own rules. You can't. There's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio. Let's return to Mother Angelica answering the call with Father Joseph and Doug Keck on EWTN Radio. And we do appreciate it, as always, for staying with us for part two of Mother Angelica answering the call. Doug Keck with Father Joseph Mary Wolf as we continue on with a question about confession before confirmation. You know, I had the the joy, really, of teaching a confirmation class once for uh, St. Teresa in Leeds when Father McCarthy was getting older, and so he asked for help with that, and I, was, I did that and actually taught some of our employees. And uh, one of them, Emily, 
whom you see in Religious Catalog, and her sister, who's now a nun up in Hansville, Sister Therese. And uh, so we taught them confirmation. That's why they turned out so well, you know, because I taught them. <laughs> in all humility. <laughs> in all humility. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, you're going to receive a new gift of the Spirit. And I see a flowering of that really in both of their lives. Sister Therese living out that vocation of the contemplative life. And Emily, I saw her yesterday. And just with her three beautiful children and her family. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He calls us to a particular vocation and helps us fulfill it well. Right, and I think one of the points Mother makes out about the idea when this person seems confused about why they need to go to confession, like she said, well, don't you want to be clean when the Holy Spirit shows up? Exactly. Uh, you know, you want to welcome him. And at the same time, also the idea of confirmation not to be an initiation service. Like she said, it's not the mm-hmm. Catholic Church Lions Club, <laughs> right. to use a dated analogy. Mm-hmm. Right, so we are temples of the Holy Spirit. And that's why before we receive a sacrament like marriage, like confirmation, that we want to have the temple clean so that we can receive all that God wants to give to us. And that's why you need to go to confession, especially before going to communion, if mm-hmm. you're, but certainly before receiving confirmation. Let's see what Mother has to say. We have another call. Hello? Yes. I have some questions. When, we, when I was making confirmation, why do people have to go to confession before confirmation? What's the uh, purpose of it? Like you always have to confess your sins before you go. You, you're talking about the sacrament of confirmation? Yes, because we have, we have to make, go to confession before we go to confirmation and confess our sins. Why do people have to confess their sins but don't before you think, confirmation? Don't you think if you realize you were going to receive the Holy Spirit, you want to be nice and clean inside? Didn't that kind of make common, in that common sense? If I was going to receive the sacrament, a sacrament is something, a vehicle through which I receive God. You see, grace, the presence of God. If I'm going to receive the presence of God, I don't want him to come into a dirty temple. I want that to be sparkling clean. See, confirmation is not an initiation service. You know, you're not joining some giant club somewhere, see? Catholic Church Lions Club or you know, some other kind of club. You're not joining a club. You're, you're joining the Church of God. You see, the, you're, joining, you're, you're receiving sacraments and forgiveness. And you, can, you can't go in there with a dirty garment. You remember that parable? Oh, let me give you a parable now. Parable about the man who went out and invited all kinds of guests. Nobody came. He says, go out in the highway and the byways and bring them in. So they brought all these cripples and blind people and all. And here comes one without a wedding garment. Oh, wow. You say, well, what's wrong with that? Well, every host provided a wedding garment for all his guests. So if you didn't come in with a wedding garment, that was an insult. If you come to my party and I give you all these beautiful clothes to wear, and then you come in and you look like a, like a bum or something, or like a raggedy ant. That would be an insult, wouldn't it? See, here's all these garments and garments here. And I said, go pick one out. And you come out without a garment. And the master said, hey, where's your garment? He said, throw him out. See? So we, we want to be clean. Confirmation is a sacrament. See, it's a sacrament. And that sacrament raises you to a, 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 a mission 
Not only does it raise you to that ability to, to be a missionary, an evangelist, a disciple of Jesus, it gives you special gifts. Seven of them. Fear of the Lord, piety, fortitude, counsel, knowledge, understanding, wisdom. Boy, you better be nice and clean when you get those. Because, you see, that sacrament is that special presence of God that comes into me, that makes me like Jesus. And that's where you got to be real clean, huh? And that's, I think, there's something here our Lord says, maybe I have a minute. He said, yeah, you call me master and Lord and rightly, so I am. If I then, the Lord and master, have washed your feet, you should wash each other's feet. See, he wants us to be humble. I have given you an example that you may copy me. And I say to you most solemnly, no servant is greater than his master and no messenger is greater than the man who sent him. Now that you know this, happiness will be yours if you behave accordingly. See, I have chosen you. See, I have chosen you. Those of us who have been chosen by God to receive those wondrous sacraments, to be able to go and get my soul so clean that the Spirit raises me up. What a gift, huh? What a grace from God that I can receive His body, blood, soul, and divinity. Well, don't forget what a wonderful thing it is to know Jesus, to see him face to face, to be able to be clean when you get all dirtied up. Go to confession. Good for you. And then receive that wondrous sacrament. Be like Jesus, shining new. And wrapping things up for this week, another caller. And the question about bringing faith back into the world. Uh, do we have to do that because it's gone? <laughs> We do, and that's what we're about, isn't it? You know, I think often about the fact that if we're on the air one more day, it's a victory. Because the truth is being promulgated, you know, through the network and bringing the gospel to people. Mother brings out the point, and it's a true point, that ultimately we're not going to solve all the world's problems, that it's going to be when the Lord returns that things are going to be set in right order. But it is for us now, of course, to be faithful to what God has given to us, remain faithful, and help others to be faithful. Right, and we've seen, obviously, through the work of the network and the reach of the network, mm -hmm. as you've indicated on the program before about the letters or the people you run into and mm -hmm. the impact a mother's work has had uh, on so many people around the world and, and in so many different ways. And the amazing thing is always it's sometimes in the littlest thing that, mm -hmm. that helps people. Yeah, and sometimes I'm very surprised, uh, these little prayers before the Mass that really both you, Tom, and Doug really brought about because I was doing them over the intercom. And people said, you know, we love those. And uh, I've been surprised at the reaction, but those little things God can use. Well, he's using them to bring faith back into the world. Here's Mother Angelica. 
We, we can take another call. Hello? Yes, thank you, Mother, for taking my call. And my mm-hmm. question is this. What can be done to bring faith back into the world? You want my real opinion? Honest, honest, honest. I think unless the Lord comes in some way, there is a part of the scriptures very sad. What does it say? It says, when the Son of Man comes, will he find any faith on the earth? I think we're getting there. My answer to that question is, until he comes in some fashion, it's not going to come back. Until we get on our knees or flat on our face, as my sisters do, and our Knights of the Holy Eucharist, um, until we get down to that in prayer, in petition, in repentance, it's going down, isn't it? I rejoice when people like this come. In October, we're going to have almost six, seven buses a day. I rejoice. Even those who come out of curiosity. They can come and see Jesus, love Jesus, be open to change in their hearts and minds, and know his house is beautiful because he lives in it. And that's true of every Catholic church. Its beauty depicts the house of God. We need that now. I don't know how to answer that question because my belief is until the Lord changes it, it will not change. Sorry. Well, we only have six seconds. I love you. That's not important as much as you know He loves you. For more about Mother Angelica and to listen to her shows, go to EWTN.com. See you next time on Mother Angelica, answering the call only on EWTN Radio.